Hey everybody, this is Scott Johnston, producer of Third and Nerd, and just wanted to give you a quick heads up. If you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, this week's episode contains spoilers, so don't listen any further until you've seen the movie. And if you have, feel free to enjoy the show, but once again, there are spoilers to Avengers Endgame with this week's episode. With that, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new Third Nerd. This is Endgame Weekend, uh, NBA Finals Weekend, Game of Thrones Weekend. It's a it's a number of things. Well, not NBA Finals, NBA Playoffs, but uh, NFL Draft, that's for sure. Uh, so, uh Getting right to it, I am joined by my host, my fellow co-host, Adam. Uh, how you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, sir. Very well. I am uh, running on fumes after catching a, a third session of uh, Endgame last night. It got me home around about, oh, probably just before 1 a.m. And then I was up at... Uh, Around 4 a.m. for the Celtics and the and the Bucks second half, and then continue to stay awake for the Warriors and the Rockets. And here I am. Yeah, well, that's exciting. As yeah. I, uh, I did not get up uh, and do anything. I just, I just didn't. I didn't care. So I, I saw in game. Um, and that's about all I needed to do this weekend that I decided uh, I was going to do, as I'm sure many of our listeners uh, decided that Endgame was about as far as they were going to push the weekend. Um, I suppose we'll get into a little bit of talk about it, uh, though in a sense, I guess, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I want to do general talk here, maybe a little bit of spoiler. I, 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 don't, I don't know, Adam, you? Um, I'm up for whatever. I'm up for discussing the pros, cons, and 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 the whatever nots of of the film. I'm I'm I am an open book. Um, well, I'll just come out and say it. I didn't think the film was all that amazing. <sighs> Hear the gasps, the collective gasps. <coughs> I wasn't I wasn't all that blown away by it. Um. Actually, I was quite frustrated with it. Uh, I was actually even screaming in the theater at one point. I was so f- frustrated. Um, yeah, Endgame was better. Or excuse me, Infinity War was better. I, I This movie did not need to be three hours long at all. Um, right. It was a pointless three hours. It really was. And I know the Russos, Russos can sit there and say that they were doing this and that, but... A lot of the storylines made no sense. Like, for instance, they did nothing with Nebula. In fact, they made her worse. Because not only was she not integral at all to what they did, they wound up using her as a MacGuffin, plain and simple. She was just a MacGuffin. A way that Thanos found out. Yep. That's it. It was it was stupid. And on top of that, then Thanos finds out about this plan in the early inception of this plan and decides not to do anything about it. 
Which, wait, wait. Which, which makes no sense whatsoever. I'm just going to sit here and wait for them to collect all the stones. Then I'm going to take them from them. That's my plan. Mm. Uh, Even we though go any- you know where they're going, the enemies are going to be before they're there. Um, I really don't think Hawkeye brought anything at all. They saved him for this film and it was just whatever. Like you, you didn't need to save that storyline. There was nothing good about it. Um, yeah, this is just a disappointing film for me. Wow, you you've gone even uh, even further in in because uh, we obviously uh, just for the, the listeners' uh, benefit, Josh and I have obviously discussed the film outside of this podcast. And he briefly touched on some of these things he's mentioning now, but now he's expanded further, uh, which is is fresh content to my ears as well as yours. Um, well, I mean, I didn't hate it. Like, when I say it was disappointing, I mean that I thought this movie was going to be much better than it was. And it, and it just, it it was too long. They belabored jokes that really got old after about 10 minutes. Um, and they kept doing them over and over and over. It was like it was like an episode of South Park when when Matt Stone and Trey Parker or 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 actually, let me take that back. It was rather like an episode of Family Guy. Where what's his name does like he seems to think five minute gags of the same thing are funny. They're not. Alan. Huh? Seth MacFarlane, yeah, he seems to think five-minute running gags of the same thing are funny, and they're not. They're not. They're tedious. They're annoying. At a certain point, they get frustrating because the viewer gets it. Like, especially with Thor. They belabored the shit out of Thor's storyline. I mean, it took him forever to just get it. And, and, And... I don't know, dude. Like, they never convinced me why Thor should be so depressed. Like, what happened that made Thor this depressed? You're telling me that a couple of dusted individuals from Infinity Game or Infinity War somehow made his life that much worse than the family that got nuked away and by half of Asgardia that was taken in the beginning of the movie. Like, he wasn't suffering through this stuff at the beginning, at the end of end, uh, of Infinity War. So, mm-hmm. why was, so why was he looking like the big Lebowski now? Because a couple people that he met for five years disappeared? It just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Uh, I think it's less about the... the- the dustings affecting him, and more so the failure, I think, of him, of him uh, not being able to, obviously, a prevent that, but also um, defeat Thanos. You know, he had that he had that kill shot when Thanos said you should have gone for the head, and he and he didn't. Again, so, again, yeah. half of Asgard had already been wiped out. Mm. So all that changed was his friends in the Avengers went bye-bye. That's it. That's mm. all that changed. Fundamentally, that is all that changed. Right. And it just didn't make enough sense to me uh, that that he should be that bad off. Like, okay, so you didn't succeed in killing an enemy in time. Like, all right. 
Like, that's a reason to become worthless? Mm. Like, it just, it just, it felt like they, the Russos tried too hard to make the Avengers have to come back from even more impossible odds. They didn't let their storytelling do it for them. They had to make the Avengers even worse off than they were with their writing. Like, it wasn't enough for them that half the universe had disappeared. They had to then go and make it worse for them in writing and then give that story to us and let the Avengers overcome it. And I just felt it was forced. It was thrown in your face. I didn't ask for those storylines. They don't make a whole lot of sense. It's just the Russos adding more problems onto people who already have problems for the sake of adding problems onto people who have problems. Hmm. Okay. This this just this movie didn't do it for me, man. Like it didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not and I'm not just saying that because I'm grumpy today. I am grumpy. I should let the audience know. Um, but that has nothing to do with this. I I just I yeah. felt I felt yeah. since walking out of the theater like I felt really disappointed in this film. Do you think it could be a case of you you had your expectations too high no. or you think no. No, no no not at all because my expectations weren't higher than Infinity War my expectation was okay this is going to be a really great film that's going to do some really great storytelling and it's going to pay off a bunch of the stuff that we'd been waiting on it didn't pay off half the stuff we'd been waiting on it didn't okay. for example the, okay the end battle it basically showed every character for about two seconds. Yep. If that. Yep. So it brought all these people back, and then all it did was go around and use the camera weaving through to show these characters for 0.5 seconds. That's yep. it. It wasn't a prolonged battle sequence. It wasn't like we got to see these characters come back and do something meaningful. They yeah. they just they just briefly showed him and that was it. Mm. Like, okay, I guess. You realize that Ebony Maw had more screen time than the vast majority of the Avengers who disappeared. Process that for a second. <laughs> Even after they came back, Ebony Maw still had more screen time than them. Mm. It just they tried this movie was the Dark Knight Rises all over again. They tried to do too much. They didn't pay off. All right, for instance, I could tell you a number of things that weren't paid off. How often had Disney been building up the, the 12% joke? Sorry, what was that going? So I said How again. long had Disney been building up the 12% joke? The 12% joke? Yeah, 12% of the credit, 12% of a plan. Go on. You, you don't remember this stuff. Like, when the Guardians are sitting around and Rocket's like, well, how much of a plan do you have? And he's like, I've got part of a plan. And he's like, 12% of a plan. And they're like, right. that's not even a plan. Or when Tony Stark was talking to Pepper Potts and the Avengers before Coulson came in, he's like, give yourself some of the credit. 12% of the credit. Okay. They never paid that joke off at all. Ever. Right. It was a running gag never paid off. Okay. 
um, they never really paid off the purpose of uh, they, they, I'm going to try and backtrack on this one. <coughs> they they didn't quite pay off uh, the the Ant Man Quantum Realm thing. Like I know that they used it, but they never paid it off. Like mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, they brought the battle back to the past. Yep. And then Thanos just came and joined him in the past. It ceased to become a time heist and became, well, I'm just going to go back in time and stop him. Another thing they didn't pay off um, was was Nebula. Like, they, they, they promised that they were going to build some backstory with her and she was going to be critical to this. It didn't get paid off. Like, there are just so many things that didn't get paid off. Like, and I, <clears throat> I know I'm sure you even have a few. Yeah, well, one that's, that's glaring that's sort of stuck in my side and, uh, you know, it, it further hammers the point home you're making about, like, the, the, the characters getting not a lot of screen time, and that was Drax. Uh, his uh, story arc of, of the revenge uh, on, on Thanos for what Thanos did to his family, that never came to light. That You know, it nope. wasn't even... Nothing. wasn't even... No, that was probably... One of the most disappointing, I think, uh, sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, I've just drawn a blank. Um, yeah, I mean. Missing link, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. It's just so frustrating because they built all these things up and they wasted our time with Thor looking like the big Lebowski. Like, okay, that was cool. You could have included the scene with him going to Asgard. That's fine, too. But you really didn't need, like, ten different segments of him being just a miserable putz. Refusing to help. Refusing to... And and the problem was, is they did it with, like, Tony all of a sudden didn't want to help anymore. You know, it's just all these people who have no interest in helping. And it's like... Yeah, you didn't do a good enough job of explaining how they went from how Iron Man went from I have to build a suit of armor to protect the entire world to screw it. I'm not doing anything. Mm. And I know they tried, but it it didn't pick up with me. I, I'm like, yeah, I, I I'm sorry. I'm not buying that. He's like this. He spent how many billions of dollars? Literally billions to build these things. How many billions of dollars did he spend? And now he's just like, you know what? After one failure, screw it. I'm out. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, it was just think- poor storytelling, man. It really was. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. No, you're right. Like, it's, uh, when you think about it, like when you, when you put it that way, the, the scene where, he first comes off the ship and he's in Cap's arms and he's like, oh, I couldn't beat him. You know what I mean? You, right. didn't, you, you didn't get a sense of like, oh, well, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, couldn't beat him. Oh, well. That scene came not long after. And it, and it almost, you're right. It doesn't, there is a little bit of a, uh, like a flipping. It's like he's flipped. He's like, oh, well, hang on a second. I'm back on Earth now. Now I don't give a shit. Because no, no, it's going to create conflict. Mm. 
Yeah. It's just, it's so weird. It's so weird. He's so desperate to get back to earth to fix this. And then when he gets back, he's like, screw it. I don't care anymore because fuck him. That's why, you know, to quote Dave Chappelle, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, dude. Like I wanted to like this movie so much. And in the end, I just couldn't like it. It might, I like it, but I, it's just, it's just, it's like homecoming to me. It's a disappointing mess. It didn't need to be as long as it. And then this is like, this comes on top of the Russo saying, man, we only cut like 10 seconds. We, 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 we couldn't cut anything out of that. We, we had to leave all that in. They said, no, you didn't. You wanted mm. to leave all that in. Half that crap was not even necessary. That movie literally could have been about two hours and 15 minutes and it would have been fine. Right. But they had to make it three hours because I don't know. So they made a three hour movie. And as a result, we got a whole bunch of filler, like so much filler. And it went against the, 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 the filler ran against the narratives. The like Iron Man, the entire time, He's a yeah. guy that takes things into his own hands and he's not defeated when he's out in space. He's not out there. He and Nebula are still fighting, trying to figure it out. Yada, 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 all that jazz. But then, like you said, once he gets back on earth, he's like, Oh, now I'm back. And I see screw it. Like what? Mm. Like I need help. I need I need to sit down with the Russos and have and and furthermore the the whole thing about them going back in time like and I realized that, and I realized that we don't know what's up in the future and they could have intentionally done that but they didn't even follow the rules of their own movie they didn't <laughs> like Loki escaped with the tesseract yep um not to mention the uh, thousands of other things that they put out of whack, bouncing back and forth. Like, they claim you can't change the past, except the Avengers did. They they changed the past. Instead mm. of being caught and returned to Asgard, they created a new future. And I get what Bruce is saying in the movie, that, like, whatever you do, that then becomes your past. Like, yeah. So I understand why people are like saying, see, you really technically can't change the past, but it's like, but you did. So let's stop playing semantics about it. The past was changed. Loki was supposed to be bouncing out with Thor, and now he's not. The past has been changed. Yeah. Uh, it was it. There were a lot of things that happened where I'm like, okay, so how does that play it? Like this movie left me with more questions than it did answer my questions. And and for a movie that the Russos claimed was meant to be a final chapter, not really a a look toward the future, but but a wrap up of the past. I don't think they hit their mark for me. Mm -hmm. 
They 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 didn't explain a whole lot. They left it out there and they left fans with a lot more questions than answers. And a lot of people that I've talked to have felt the same way. They felt this movie had filler. They felt that it belabored a lot of jokes. Like even at the end when Thor hops onto the Asgard or onto uh, the Benatar. Yeah. And he's joking with Star-Lord about like, oh, it's you, it's you, you're the leader. Like, that joke goes on for way longer than it needs to. Like, even Thor at the end of it is kind of like, dude, it's you. Like, <laughs> but it's still, they're doing it in joking format, and it's like, really? You you guys are going to make a ten-minute joke out of which one's going to be the leader, him or Star-Lord? Mm-hmm. We, need, we need a ten-minute joke for the, from this? Like, these are the things I'm talking about where I felt they put in filler that could have been taken out and devoted way more to... Like, I honestly feel like Karen Gillan got screwed. Right. I do. Instead of doing anything with Nebula's past, they just, like I said, made her a MacGuffin. Mm. Yeah, look... Uh, let's talk I, some positives. I was just about to say, like, what? Give me your positives. Um, I did love the forty-minute fight sequence. I mean, there were tons of crowd moments in there. Um, that I think you have to be in a theater filled with people to celebrate these things. You know, like I don't think watching it on your own is is going to allow you to enjoy it quite as much, if you will. <laughs> Yep. Like there were so many good moments that the like the the theater just started scream. I I liked the idea of what they were gonna do with a time heist. I thought that was a really fun template, poorly executed, but but a fun idea. Yeah. Um, I liked the humor of the film at times. I I thought it did a good job of. Balancing out the woe is me. Um, though I feel like they they made too many jokes of um, of everything. And similarly, you know, uh, I, I, I feel I don't know, dude, I, I, I this movie's got me mixed up inside. Like, you can tell. I'm so conflicted. I want to like this film more than I do. I think what I'm going to have to do is go back and watch it a couple more times. Um, I've seen it a couple. need to go watch it a couple. I don't, I don't know, dude. It's just, it's got me so mixed up because this was the 22nd film. And I'm like, no, this, this can't be. They can't honestly think that this is better than Endgame. Or, uh, I don't know why I keep saying that. Infinity War. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think they're different films. I, I, I can get why people would prefer one over the other. Um, but they're not, I, though. They filmed it at the same time. So it's not it's not a different... I, I see people saying that, but they yeah, filmed no. it all at once. So it's not a different film. It's the same yeah. film. It's just two acts. Yeah, technically. Technically. But they are, they are still separate films. So you, 
They, I know, filmed it, they filmed it all at once. I'm going to have to disagree with you here. If you film a movie all at once, like Lord of the Rings, it, it, I don't know if it's separate movies or just more of the same. You say more of the same. I say it's uh, – or you say it's a different movie. I say it's more of the same. You guys let us know. Adam, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, agree to disagree on that one. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um so sorry. No, that's okay. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad. Um, yeah. I, we were talking about how it, it was the, the, you, I said that Infinity War was the better movie, and you were saying I, I don't, they're, they're different films. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. So I could see how what how pe- some people would like one more than the other. Um, Infinity War, I think, is more uh, in line with like a Empire Strikes Back, where the bad guys win. Um, I think it's got more pound for pound action, um, and it's a bit darker in tone, I guess, in some respects. Whereas Endgame has more heart. Um, obviously, it's wrapping things up. Uh, less action in some respects. Completely sort of goes in a different direction with the whole time heist angle. Uh, so you could say it's a, a heist film, I guess, in some respects. Um, and the themes are more, I guess, about like uh, redemption and love. Um, there's a lot, there's a whole lot of love running through the film, actually. Um, you know, so it's, it's lighter in tone. So a lot of people who would have really, really enjoyed Infinity War, I think for what it, for what it is, might not enjoy this for what it is. Um, you know, you make a good point. They were both filmed at the same time, but this is where I see the difference in the two films. Obviously they're released separately. That's you know, a given, but tone and thematically they're, they're completely different films. Yeah. I'm sure tone and thematically they're, they're, they're different films. Um, I, I just, you know, like I said, they filmed this all at once. This was one, this was one storyline that they kind of broke off into two films, um, which again, I'm I'm fine with why they did it that way. I think fundamentally it makes sense to do it that way. Again, I just fall back on I feel like the Russos tried to add way too much filler into this and wound up neutering their own movie. I I right. feel that way, and I and 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 it's weird too because this is the movie they they in theory had the most amount of time to to sort of get right. You know, and 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 the hell they locked it in like a week before a day, or maybe maybe not even that. Maybe a couple days before um, the premiere is scheduled to uh, to go out, and um, it, it they finished it on the Walt Disney lot. They they were there. They you know they were working late into the evening. I I feel. I don't know, man. I just, I feel sometimes that you can take a story, 
you you can you can take the source material and you want to add your own flavor to it so much so that you you hijack the original content for the sake of your own flavor. Mm-hmm. I feel that's what happened here. The Russos for they they there was a forsaking of the original content for what they wanted and it didn't work in the end. Not for me and not for a lot of people. They liked it but there's no doubt if you went if if you were to go to the Russos who walked up to fans and they're like, "Yeah, it was it was good." I don't think that's the reaction they want. I mean, there are going to be plenty of fans who are like, "No, dude, you're tripping, man. That movie was amazing. It was the best Marvel movie we've had." I will never tell people they're wrong about their own opinion on a movie. Mm. Unless unless that movie is Salt or The Tourist. Then you're wrong that those were crap. But I think <laughs> I think I have seen uh, at least in social media reaction like IGN gave it a nine point five. I'm sorry. That film was not a nine point five. <laughs> like it was about an eight point two five. And that's good. That is good. That's not a bad thing. It's just not a you know a nine point five or a ten, and it, it it just sort of is what it is. I, I like I said, I feel like they hijacked the original storyline for the sake of their own. Mm, fair enough. Um, yeah, look, look it, it, there's many ways of, of looking at it. Is it a perfect film? I don't think it's a perfect film. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I can see it, you know, for what it is uh, in terms of, you know, the end of a chapter. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, so um, I think, and I, I feel like I've been too critical of it. Like some, I feel like there's people who are going to turn this off over me being so critical of the movie, and I do apologize for that. I always start with the negative first. I feel like if I end the podcast talking about the negative of a film – that to me, it leaves a worse taste in people's mouth. It's like you start with the positive and end with the negative. I tend to start with the negative and end with the positive. So that way, the last thing people remember is like positive comments about a film. Like, yeah, I like that part too. So I do apologize if there's been the negative. Like, um, no, don't, don't apologize, man. It's your opinion, and we're all in. No, 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 no. I apologizing to the fans mostly because I. I I get it, dude. There's nothing worse than when I'm really excited about a movie, a, a pod, a, a movie or something, and I turn on a podcast, and they're like, "Yeah, that sucked," you know, like. But that's not what I'm saying here. This movie was did not suck at all in any way, shape, or form. Um, it was a good film. Um, it just it just had some flaws in it that that didn't sit well with me as a longtime comic fan. Um, but, you know, looking at what they did do properly, I like the introduction of, of, of the sort of key moment heroes. I felt that Disney certainly has a way of having people show up at the right time, right? Yeah. It's not just that they show up, it's that they've got great phrases when they show up, you know, like she's not alone. Or, or you know, on your left. Okay, 
before before you go any further, I, I've got to be honest. That whole uh, girl power scene, the she's not alone. That that to me got a groan. Like I, I was a bit like, Ugh. it felt forced. Um, and it was kind of like they just all sort of like they never met each other before, and like well, some of them had obviously, but most of them hadn't. And yet somehow they just conveniently like ended up in this battle battlefield, just like oh yeah, we're all rallying together now. And it just felt forced to me that scene. And and on subsequent viewings, I, I, it still is glaring in my opinion. Uh, well, then I wonder if you groaned when they had the second moment of that, when, when literally all the women in the entire MCU showed up. Oh, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. I'm not oh, talking okay. about. Yeah. I'm talking oh, about. I was that. like, I was like, really? You didn't like that moment in infinity war. If she's not alone. I thought that was good. Like, no, no, like we don't, you're talking we don't... about the second. She's not alone. Yes. Okay, see, yes. and that's another thing that really troubled me about this movie. They literally tried to hit on the same material. It's like when a band releases an album and then they follow that album up trying to recapture, like, they do sequels of, of, of a song, like, here's the same song, part two, and you're like... Yeah. Uh, it's just not as good, dude. You should have moved on to new material. They tried that stuff in Infinity. They did set that stuff in Infinity War, and it was amazing. You're like, yeah, she's not alone. This is a badass moment. Okoye, the Scarlet Witch, and and Black Spot or uh, Black Widow all taken on. You know, very uh, much. Yeah, that, that was an awesome moment. And then they tried to do it again. Yep. But this time, I think, it, I think that first time, it's, it was organic. It, it, it was organic, exactly. That's a perfect choice of word. It was organic, and the whole scene fit because you had these three warrior women um, from you know different parts of the world coming together and combining forces and kicking some serious ass in that trench scene. Now, but this one in the film felt like. It was Disney saying, and here's all our new princesses. And I was just kind of like, really? Like, is this what you're going to do now? Like, and and, Pep, and Pepper Potts at the forefront in the suit, like she was leading them. I'm like, come on, man. Like, like why is I, Pepper Potts leading them? Like, why isn't Scarlet Witch or Black Widow leading them? You know, somebody who's actually been an Avenger. And the other, the other problem I had with that scene Rather than like trying to sort of ram that that whole girl power aspect, I didn't mind the girl power aspect of it. It was like I said that they tried to hit the same joke in two different movies. That's right, but there's one other problem I had with it. Okay, it's like it's like okay, they're rallying around Carol. They're rallying rallying around one of the 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 most powerful characters in the Marvel universe like she needed help. She'd just taken down one of Thanos's like great ships and she took down his ship. She she yeah. she took down his whip. Like she destroyed yeah. his ride. Yeah. And she did that with ease, but now she can't get through like 
uh, a phalanx of like ground troops and stuff like that. I'm like, it was nah. weird, right? It was weird. And then they set all that up for Thanos to take his thing and throw it into the van, destroying the van. And you're like, wait, what just happened? Mm. Why were they trying to get to the van? So never mind. Who cares? <laughs> like, it's just I, I felt that there were a lot of instances in this movie where they tried to hit on the same stuff that they did in the other film. And it was just it reminded me a lot of From Autumn to Ashes. For, and, and, and anyone who's ever heard From Autumn to Ashes will know exactly what I'm talking about. They released an album called Too Bad You're Beautiful, and it had this hit track on it with uh, a girl named Melanie Wills from a band One True Thing. And the uh, the song was this mix of melodic hardcore fill, uh, with her just singing normally about loss and whatnot. And everybody loved the album. It had a couple of acoustic ditties on it, you know, but, but for, for a quote unquote post hardcore album, it was received really well. Then from autumn to ashes went right back to the same well. And they released their second album, um, with a similar, like they brought her back for another song. Uh, they tried to do a second version of the same acoustic song and it was just, it all came out to be like a, a, a lesser production of this, of the first album done under the auspice of a second album. And there were moments of this movie that felt that way to me. And, and and that's why I felt like the Russo's, they gave up on their own originally original storyline. Like they, 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 they forsook. For, I, I don't know what that what the past tense of forsaken is. I think it's probably just forsaken. But but they 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 gave up that individual storytelling that they'd been doing to try and bring these little components back into it. And then repackage them in a different way for an audience the second time. And I just, I don't know why. That's the most curious thing to me. It's not that I hate it. It's not that I love it. It's not that I'm upset by it or angered by it. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. Well, what did they think? Why, why did they feel they needed to reproduce jokes in this movie? jokes that they just told i don't i don't know i don't i maybe you have better answers than i do i know you've paid attention to a lot of behind the scenes and and uh russo interviews and so on and so forth adam like where where do you come down on this well you know what it, thinking about it while you, while you were just talking it could be a case of of something we touched on earlier, and that was with the films being filmed back to back. There's obviously going to be, uh, I guess, patterns or trends or um, uh, in the films. You know what I mean? Because they're they're being directed by the same people. They're being filmed at the same time with the same scripts and whatnot, being written by the same people. It's not like that that they brought in different writers. Um, as far as I'm aware, um, for the second film. So I guess, like, you know, they 
after after the success, obviously, of Infinity War, they know what works and what doesn't and what people wanted, I guess. So they could probably uh, – they probably did some editing. They probably – they might have done a couple of – I don't know. I don't know if they needed to do reshoots or not, but, like, maybe chucked a few extra things in to sort of, I don't know, uh, fit what they think people want. It's hard to say, but, like – um, I, what I felt, I felt like the film, you know what I did, did think about the film. I felt like in a way that it was that they borrowed heavily sort of from like James Gunn's kind of style. And I mean that by, uh, utilizing a lot of the older music, uh, that James Gunn does in the guardians films. And also obviously the humor, this, which is what we're talking about, um, I feel like it sort of lent from his style and not that he had a lot to do with this one, I think at all, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's sort of, you know, a case of, of, uh, monkey see monkey do. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just curious. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's curious. And, and I don't suppose you'd get any of the answers without sitting down first and talking to the Russos. You know, you could sit there and try and jump into their heads all you want. I don't, I, I, I don't think that does anybody any good at any time because you can never presume to know what's going on inside someone's head. And it's just a task otherwise to try and find that out. Um, I, I do, I do, I know we've tried to talk about positives, but I'm, I'm really serious about getting them off the ground this time. Because <laughs> just because I want to end on something positive. Okay, so the things that I really liked were the spot moments in, in this movie. There were so many moments when I did stand up and cheer with the audience. Uh, obviously, Carol showing up uh, to the Benatar, which I'm pretty sure most everybody in the world predicted was, was how so Tony was going to be saved. Um, either that or Tony would die in the past and, and, and then, then, you know, they'd go, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess Tony can't die in the past. Can he? <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I kind of figured that, that Carol would save him from space. Uh, but I, that didn't make me pop on that moment any less. Um, that was still a great moment. Um, I also thought I, I'm going to say this, man, when, 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 uh, I always want to, I always get flustered when I want to talk about either black widow or scarlet, Witch because then I'm like scarlet widow. And I'm like, no, wait, that's not right. I keep getting them. I keep conflating the two names, but when, uh, the scarlet, when, 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 when Elizabeth Olsen, uh, you know, lifts Thanos up in the air and is just destroying this dude with her bare hands. Like, and Thanos is like, you know, basically pulls the Ronin in act immolation mode and, uh, you know, just starts raining fire on Earth in the Avengers compound and facility. Yeah, I was kind of about that. <laughs> Yeah, that which, was pretty... mean, which means, do the Avengers have any facilities left? Huh, that's a good question. Well, because Stark what, what... sold uh, Stark uh, sold uh, Stark Tower. Yeah, and and they bought the uh, they bought the uh, Upstate building, and then Thanos destroyed the hell out of that. 
Yeah, he nuked the living shit out of it, really, didn't he? Like, that's one thing that sort of got me a little bit. I'm not trying to nitpick here, but watching it again for a third time last night, that whole scene where you see, like, Bruce look up to the sky and then the missiles rain down, you're thinking, they're fucked. Like, they're they're in a world of hurt. But somehow, somehow, because then they're they're the Avengers, they all survive. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, it's like you guys, just, you literally, they literally slip through the cracks in that <laughs> scene and, and then come out, you know, from like with a little bit of dust off, you know, dust, dust the, the crumbs off their shoulders sort of, sort of thing. And I was just like, yeah, I call a bit of bullshit on that one. Yeah, it was just, it, I mean, it was awesome that they, that Thanos did that because that totally fits in with Thanos, right? Like I, if I can't win, I'm going to take everything along with me. That's, that's Thanos to a T. Um, but yeah, when Rhodey, like, I, I really thought like at the minimum we would lose one Avenger in that because you're telling me how did all of them survive that super powered or not, man? Like you're to Rhodey and rocket at least at the minimum, but no Ant-Man, you know, saved them by going large. <laughs> um, but still like that, that 10, that whole That's like, same. yeah. What, what did you think about that scene? Cause that scene went from like Thanos raining down hellfire to those guys thinking they're going to die. And then all of a sudden, like giant man just explodes out of one of Thanos's ships. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, like the thing was when, when that scene sort of takes shape and Rhodey and rocket, are, uh, practically about to drown and Rhodey doesn't even have his suit around him. I don't think at that. No, point. he doesn't. He doesn't. No, and no. He, in fact, in fact, Rhodey can't move his legs. That's what I'm saying to you, right? That's what I'm about to say. He's paraplegic from the waist down, and it's like, hang on a second. He just leveraged Rocket out of the situation he's in by pulling on that steel girder, and now they get hit by a big like wave of water. How does he swim? How does he get out of that? How does he survive that? I thought I thought when I first the, the very first viewing I thought we're going to lose him here, but nope, didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Mm. Okay, let me ask you this: What did you think of Scarlet uh, or Black uh, Black Widow uh, sacrificing Sac- herself to to save? I'll be completely honest with you here, and I and I don't know if this is a ref, more of a reflection of the film or my, uh, I guess, interest in the character. But that that whole sequence, <coughs> excuse me, that whole sequence, the first time, the second time, and the third time, didn't really move me at all. Um, I I get why it happens. I think it. It was also in part to push the story forward, um, but it, I don't really had. Maybe I don't have an emotion enough of emotional attachment to that character, um, and also to Scarlett Johansson. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it didn't really move the needle for me, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't think it's it's a bad sequence. Like I don't think it, it, it 
it uh, doesn't perform well, and I don't think her and her and and uh, Jeremy Renner are, are good in the scene in the scenes that that are shown. It just didn't do anything for me, really. What about See, you? I don't know that it did anything for me as as a scene because you kind of knew that in order to get the Soul Stone, they were going to have to do something like this. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know what the biggest question I have is truly this. I want mm. to know what because Cap went back in time and put the stones back. How exactly do you put a soul stone back? Like nobody, yeah. it, it's this is an this is another thing that I felt like I I at the end of the movie I'm like okay it's it's fine to say he's going to put it back, but how do you put something back where you had to kill someone to get it in the first place? It's not like you can unkill someone. What do you do? Take yourself with the stone and jump over the I don't like how do you, do you self sacrifice and then the stone goes back? I like I'm I'm genuinely curious here. How the hell did he put back a soul stone? Yeah, and what was his conversation with his old nemesis like? <laughs> yeah, like you go back. Well, uh, apparently, once somebody took the soul stone, uh, 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 Red Skull wouldn't be there anymore. Remember, um, the the Russo said afterward <laughs> because that same thing that we saw when Thanos uh, got the stone, that sort of tesseract light. Yeah. Um, that that occurred again. So I assume that's the I assume that that's the soul stone uh, working in conjunction with the space stone to transport uh, the red skull out of there because his duties are no longer like from here on in. Uh, it would be uh, Hawkeye that would have to look after the soul stone. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's possibly the case. Yeah, true. So it will be certainly interesting to see. Uh, it would be certainly interesting to see how Cat put that back. You got any ideas? No, <laughs> no. That, that, that's that's one uh, one we're gonna have to wait. I think to find out if we do find out. Yeah, I just I wanna I I genuinely wanna know. Um, I will say this, man. I will say this. There were, I think, tons of little subtle humorous moments and and feel goods. Like, I don't know if you paid attention. Um, like, everybody knows that Joe Russo was in there. Uh, yeah. But uh, and, uh, did you pay attention and catch Jim Starlin at the time? Yes. I, I didn't realize it was him in the first viewing. It was the second viewing. And how awesome, how awesome it is it is it to see guys like Jim Stark? Because for such a long time, they've paid attention to to Stan Lee, um, and I feel like guys like Jack Kirby and and so on and so forth haven't gotten like they have, but they haven't. Like we sort of put Stan Lee on a different level, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on the money. You're spot on the money. I think. The, uh, Giving those nods to the to the creators, it's it's essential, um, you know, and there should be more of it. Um, you know that these guys, a lot of them, 
some that are still with us and others that have passed, obviously. Um, they 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 haven't been as fortunate to to make like they made obviously made living out of out of being comic book writers and artists and whatnot, but to make big money off these characters that they created that are now owned by Disney, who who is making the biggest amount of money. Uh, if you just look at the the takings alone from. Uh, Endgame, I think we're already at 1.5 billion in the short amount of time it's been open. Not, not that's not million, that's billion. 1.5 yeah. billion uh, total global gross. Now, you know, it's funny you should mention this, and we're talking about it because a tweet popped up on my timeline earlier, and uh, and I thought, uh, oh, this is interesting, and, and it read, and it was from a uh, an account. Uh, and it is. I'm just having a look at it now. Uh, it seems to be an artist. His name. It's the Art of Coop, artist and photographer. And the tweet he put out was, "Hey Marvel, maybe after making over a billion dollars this weekend, you could step up and take care of Rocket Raccoon creator Bill Martlow's medical bills." So I expanded on the tweet because underneath there was a GoFundMe, and. Uh, for anyone who's not aware, or some of you probably will be, Bill Mantlow, uh, who created Rocket Raccoon, about uh, was 92, he had an accident. He was rollerblading, and he got hit by a hit and run, and they never caught the person. And as a result, um, he was uh, made disabled. And in the worst possible way for someone uh, as creative as him, because... Um, he he was uh, suffered mental disability uh, from the from the injuries he sustained to his head, um, and the thing was that he'd been in uh, like uh, he's been in care like in a, in um, a care center or whatever you call it, a hospital um, ever since, and his brother um, has basically been his carer over this time and racked up like something astronomical, like a hundred thousand dollars worth of medical bills on his, on his own credit cards to, to care for his brother. And I, I, after reading a bit of the story, I, I was, I was touched by it and I was thinking like, you know, so much money is, is coming in to this, into this property to the all from all these characters and stuff that these guys created. And it would be nice if, you know, they would get a little bit more screen time and maybe even get a little bit more payback for what they've brought to the world and, and given to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. It, it, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I do think that in, in the somewhat like Disney need to set up a way to take care of some of these guys. I, I genuinely feel like comics is one of the strangest I industries because you can create a character and it doesn't mean anything you know, you don't own that character. Like, you'll get credit for creating the character, but, you know, Marvel owned the character. And it's just such a weird thing, you know? In no other in no other place do you, like, create content for somebody else, you know? Like, I, I mean, you do. and, and I, But I'm talking, I'm speaking in a general... Like, if you create a, a, bo a body of artwork, like, it's not... 
it's not the studios where you painted it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. it's your painting. And, and, and I understand that when these artists go to work for these major companies, that's a right that they give up. And, and, you know, the companies work with them to create the character. So it does make sense. But at the same time, when you have something like this later on in life, the inability to create, to, to, to say, to correct royalties off of these characters, if, if, if their creative ability is taken away for any reason, these people have nothing. There's nothing. There's, there's nothing that they can do about it. It's not like Marvel has a, uh, NFL size concussion settlement set up for for uh, content creators. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was important, you know, to touch on that. Um, no, absolutely, it is. Like you know, they, those guys, and I've seen a couple of other tweets too, like in the last couple of days, about like the artists and stuff like that, and and just about comic books as well, like. And there was one, I can't remember who, who put the tweet out, but this gentleman put out his tweet saying um, about how it's important that uh, that the comic books itself, like, and as a, as, a, as a medium, be recognized by the studios. Like, the studios profits greatly off the source material. And, um, and in this tweet, this person said, like, you know, just once if if like a studio head held up like a comic book and said, you know, these are just as important and you should read them. It would do a lot for the comic book industry. And I, and I think, you know, as we move in, into more sort of digital times and, and things like that, where print media is sort of becoming a dying art form in some respects, mm-hmm. the, the simple comic book, we'd, I'd want it to survive. So, you know, it's, it's important that, People go to these movies, yes, but also don't forget about where it started. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. I, I, and that goes, that goes for the for the filmmakers too. Sorry to cut you off there, Josh, but that goes for the filmmakers too. Like, respect the source, source material. You know, don't just borrow a little bit. You know, you can borrow a lot if need be, but you don't have to borrow all of it, of course. Have your own, have your own direction. But, you know... You know, utilize it. It's there. It's there for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I uh, I absolutely think uh, uh, that that you're right on that. And I'm, I, you know, I, I before we get out of here, I wanna I wanna kind of flip things over and ask, where do you think we go from here? Cool. I think honestly, I thought about that earlier when while we've been recording this. I think that's. A topic for our next pod that could be a whole podcast in itself and i think that's what we should we should sort of look to do yeah no uh fair enough fair enough all right mm. so i'm curious i i, I we'll, we'll end it this way then i, I want to know what you thought of the way things ended and we we know at least in terms of end game what's been set up we can talk about all the other crap later i do want to talk today at least about what end game left us for setup um what do you think <coughs> happens to some of the avengers now like just just end game just end game mm. um well obviously we're gonna see a whole new team potentially be formed <coughs> um 
I think it's it's awesome the way things uh, sort of ended with Cap and the and the passing of the shield rather than the torch, so to speak. Um, and to who that went, I think was a great choice. Uh, that moment I found very touching, and uh, I felt I felt it was really well executed in the film. Um, obviously, it's set up for Carol to whenever she does reappear after Thanos bounced her with the time stone, um, set up for her to sort of be an integral part of the team. Um, Thor clearly will see him most likely in the next Guardians film, I dare say. Um, what? Who else? Who else am I going to think of? Uh, Black Panther, maybe? He might he might end up there, um, but then I guess the events of Black Panther two will sort of determine that. Um, same as same with Doctor Strange as well. Uh, who else am I missing, Josh? Who else am I missing? Um, well, you've got you've got. Um... You, you kind of need this because you've got you've got the Asgardians of the galaxy. Mm, yep, yep. So that's that's the whole thing. Um, it, one one character that we sort of that was sort of left sort of unsp- not unspoken because he got a lot of screen time in this film, but we don't know sort of where he, where his 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 uh, character's story will go is is Hulk. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting future for the Hulk. Mm. Um, he's I now def- prof- Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You go. I was going to say he's Professor Hulk. Um, they didn't really get into too much background about how they came that way. Bruce just kind of said he uh, he realized that the two needed to work together. Would you like to see more of Professor Hulk or? Do you kind of like the big green rage machine? Yeah, look, I kind of, it's funny you should ask that because when I was watching it again last night, um, I, I was the, the scene, obviously when they go back in time to 2012 and you see him like the Jolly Green giant going absolutely El Tropo Loco, um, I kind of, I kind of like was like, oh, I missed that Hulk. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same, at the same time, I like Intelligent Hulk. Professor Hulk's pretty cool too. So I, I could honestly see him being set up, like for, a, with the Fantastic Four or something like that. That's that's where I could see that headed. Yeah, I, I, what what do you make of the Asgardians of the Galaxy? Do you think in 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 because it's looking like we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three should feature Warlock and Thor? Because the Guardians don't really have somebody powerful enough to take on Warlock. If we're looking at who they are based on their MCU abilities, rather than you know like Drax is supposed to be unkillable. Um, yeah. obviously that's not the case in this. So, you know, uh, it doesn't appear that they have somebody strong enough to take on, uh, mm. 
uh, Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but now Thor is there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly how it'll play out. Like, uh, And then he'll probably end up uh, leaving them, I guess, in the next film to do whatever. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if we see him in the Hulk reunite after that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because clearly in this film they set up their friendship even more so. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's, I think I – what would you like to see? What what kind of storylines would interest you with the Avengers? What Where – I mean, because we've dabbled around with time. We've dabbled around with with, with cosmic villains. What do you want to see? What, 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 what sort of Marvel storylines now that Infinity War is over, the Infinity Gauntlet saga, I guess we just call it the Infinity Saga – what what do we what do you want? What do I want? Um look, I'm not fussy, to be honest, man. Like there's you know, there's a lot they can sort of grab from. Uh whether it's like Dark Rain or Secret Wars or Civil War Two or like they can go or the you know, obviously the Kree and the Skrulls, like they can Secret Invasion. There's a lot they can do. Um uh, so yeah, I'm not fussy. I I, I just want to. I just want them to keep pumping out films, man. Um, as long as they're quality, you know. As long as they push some boundaries and and bring you know bring things from the past to light and mix things up a little bit and you know give us a few different looks and what you know it would be cool. You know it would be cool. Event eventually seeing Deadpool meet up with the Avengers. Um, see, I saw somebody say that they wanted to see Deadpool and Thor, and I'm like, that's cool, but I need to see Deadpool and Spider-Man first. Yeah, Deadpool and Spider-Man would be cool. Yeah, very much so. Very but much I, so. I need to see... Uh, I, I absolutely need to see what would happen with Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, I, I think, I just think, you know, the, the property is in good hands, full stop. Um, I don't think it's going to dip anytime soon. I think, you know, obviously with a vacuum in terms of uh, new blood being able to be sort of showcased and stuff like that and also new characters being brought in, I think one thing we're definitely going to see is like Shang-Chi is going to be part of the Avengers, which I don't necessarily agree with because I feel like that's a move being made just to cater to one of the largest cinematic audiences in the world, which is the Asian market. And I think that's a bit of a, like a bit of a, bit of a, a sort of lazy kind of move. I think just to make money. Um, you know, because we're not talking about a character that is, you know, universally beloved by, you know, and he's not one of the, he's never been one of the main Marvel characters that has sort of always been at the forefront. So I think that's just, you know, cashing in 
for the sake of cashing in, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I think we're definitely. I, gonna I'm going to reserve judgment on Shang Chi until I see what they're doing with him. Like we we assume like he's going to be a member of the Avengers and whatnot, but but we don't like, which is fine by me because you know I mean he would take the place of a martial artist in in uh, Natasha because Clint's mm-hmm. not Clint's not more of an arrow guy. He's not really. You know, Natasha. You know, does. What would be cool? What would What's be that? cool is if is if they did a branch off of the Avengers and did the Secret Avengers, and Shang Chi was in that with like some of the other like um, sort of street level characters. That would be cool. That I'd like to see. That I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, I would too. Yeah, I, I would too. Moon Knight, I mean, for the love of God, throw Moon Knight in there, please. You know, I would have to, uh, I would have to see, what would you do with Moon Knight? Like, what would you do with Moon Knight in the MCU? How do you, how do you bring that sort of storyline into the MCU? Like, I know that you could just straight out do it, but let's be real. Disney, Marvel are going to be a little bit more careful with it, if you will. In terms of what, like, how would you bring it in and introduce no, no, it? Like, would you, would no. you, would you straight up just include everything for Moon Knight, or would you temper it in some way? Because the idea of of Egyptian gods and such is not really something that's been introduced in the MCU. So, I'm curious: does he find just an amulet that gives him power? Like, what, what? How would you do this? I think. I think they could do it true to the character's history. They can make him like, you know, um, <clears throat> like a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, like a mercenary or whatever he was, <clears throat> or like a specialist or whatever, they, you know, they could call it. And, you know, he comes across something whilst under, uh, you know, in a operation in Egypt. Like, why not? You know, I don't feel like that's out of the realm of, of uh, possibility um i think there's a lot of room for for that character especially with batman films just being rubbish of late essentially like there's you know moon knight is they they call him the white knight like he's marvel's batman like i don't see why that character cannot be successfully if it's done properly and they i think they would do it properly and then putting him in a secret avengers team which is which he has been a part of in the past you could throw Rhodey in there too because he's been in there in the mix. Um, who else has been in that team? Uh, Hawkeye maybe. I think Hawkeye might have been as well. Um, so there's definitely definitely some merit in doing a Secret Avengers film. Um, you could make it even. You could make it a bit grittier as well. Um, I would be totally down for that. Yeah. Hell yeah, it'd be great. Um, you could obviously use Nick Fury as well in in those films too, because um, I'm pretty sure he had stuff to do with it. And you know, if if they wanted to, they could bring John Bernthal into the mix and bring the Punisher into it. So you know, there's a please that would be so good. He has to reprise that role at some point, whether it's in a damn TV show on the, on the Disney Network or in the freaking movie, because he was way too good playing that character 
for him not to be given that role again. If they give that role to someone else, I'm going to be pissed. Like that, he deserves that role. He owned that role. Man, I I feel like the problem with that is is that they're going to recast some of the other characters, and it's just going to end up being a whole re. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Well. Man, we've been prattling on and on and on and on and on. I say we find a way to close this out by looking forward um, and 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 uh, being positive. What what would you give on a one to ten base scale? What would be your rating for Endgame? Uh, me, I definitely give it a solid eight point five. Okay. I am just in behind you at an 8.25. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was good. I think that it, it's, it's look, man, 22 films is a daunting task. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Russos did a fantastic job of taking what was given to them yep. and doing the best that they could with it. Um, they've given this fan memories of a lifetime. Um, I tell you what, man. Yeah. I never, I never, I never thought I'd see some of these moments. I never did. Like you never could have imagined <clears throat> when you were a kid seeing Thanos, seeing Ant Man, seeing the Wasp. Like it's just so far from your reality. And then here yeah. we are, and it's just, it's not, it's not just the decade of the superhero. Like this, this stuff's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Like superhero films are here to stay because they're not one genre. It's yeah, and, and to anyone out there who who is like saying things now, like on social media, like "Ah, oh, so we're done with superhero films now." No, we're not, and I'm so glad that we're not. And uh, and those haters like that, I just sort of have to laugh because these films aren't going away. They make too much money. So quit your crying and wipe away your tears and go watch something else and just or just shut the hell up if you don't like them. You don't have to like them. They're not made for you anyway. So go away. Go play in traffic or something. I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, no, I, it's just, it's stunning to me. I remember a while back we were talking about superhero fatigue and I'm like, yeah, is that still a thing? Mm, yeah. Like what? Is. What? What? What is fatigue worth these days? Two billion? Three billion? <laughs> superhero fatigue, man. Marvel must be tired of breaking in. I got it. When they say superhero fatigue, they mean Marvel's going to get tired of counting their billions. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Like their hands are just going to go numb. I'm sorry, we've printed too much money. Um. <laughs> Are you now more or less excited for Spider-Man Home uh, Away Far From Home? I'm definitely excited for it. Um, That's not what I asked. I asked if you were more or less. I'm not. No, I'm. I'm still about the same. I'm about the same. I'm not okay. Less. So it didn't. It didn't move. It didn't move anything. I just wondered if what transpired in 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 Endgame made you more excited for Homecoming. I am excited to see how Peter is going to function in a Starkless world. I truly am because yeah. I, I think this means that Peter is going to have to embrace his inner science nerd. He's not going to be able to rely on Tony to do all this stuff for him. Yeah. He's going to be on his own. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It, 
And also, what happens to all these nanotech suits? Like, does does did they all go bye bye with Stark? Or yeah, that's a good question, actually. Like, uh, is he inter- is does he get like a is he like an heir in some sense? You know, does he get like does he have a will? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I assume that Black Panther will now become the chief technologist. That's probably a fair assessment. He was Shuri. Shuri. Yeah, it'd be Shuri. I, sh- I shouldn't have. I misspoke there. Speaking like T'Challa had anything to do with that. It's Shuri. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think Shuri is going to become sort of the the techno wizard for the Avengers. Like she was already as smart as Iron Man and Banner in. It's like, why didn't you just reprogram the synapses to work connectedly? Mm, uh, yeah. Think of that. So, yeah, man. Um, well, what do you got? What do you got going on this week, sire? Uh, not much. I'm gonna catch up on some sleep today before Game of Thrones starts. Um, In forty minutes. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, that's okay because I, I won't watch it straight away anyway. Um, and I've got to once I finish wrapping this up with you, I've got to uh, do the the rosters for my day to day job and get that out of the way and get that sent to the staff, which is fun, gay. And uh, that's about it, man. Just just work, just twirling away. Um, I'll probably buy some more comics as I'm prone to do on the weekly on a weekly basis and uh, go about my normal business, man. Nothing special. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> maybe see maybe Endgame for a fourth time. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, you know, it's 1.2 billion to 1.209 billion right now. So, you know, keep them, <laughs> keep that money funneling, dude. <laughs> That's it. That's like, it. dude, like this movie made eighty-four million on a Sunday. Judas Priest, man, that is some serious scratch. Yeah, <laughs> on a Sunday. Crazy. So, for Adam, I am Mister Josh, and what I'd like to thank our producer Scott uh, for loaning us his time. And we apologize if we went a little bit long today. We will tag this episode with spoilers, um, so that way. Oh, why am I even saying this? If you li- if you're this far into it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, we will be back. We are working on setting up some interviews uh, with some people. Um, Adam has already booked us one uh, to discuss Endgame. So, uh, I believe that's next week, right? That's correct. Yeah. So, and get who could it be? Who? I guess you'll have to wait to find out. So, for Adam and Scott, I am Josh, and we will catch you guys next time here on Third and Nerd.